are tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by Replays, Gameware, Movies, and More, and Creative Foundations. Now your hosts, Sam Dunham, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, and Josh Harrison. Hey, welcome back to another Nerd Overload, the show that covers everything in pop and geek culture from Atari to Zdarsky. I'm Josh. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. We got another wonderful, great show for you today, but as always, it's our check it out. Uh, well, you know, since uh, Monday was May the 4th, you know, Star Wars Day, I went through and watched uh, the original Star Wars A New Hope, or back when it was just called Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> Me too. I watched the original Star Wars, but it was the special edition. Womp from, womp. Was it? 95? I think it was 95, yeah. No, I went through and watched the, um, it's, it's called the Despecialized Edition. Some guy online went through and, like, painstakingly edited out all of the special edition, like, edits, and all, like, all the edits. It's a, the closest thing to it, the original, like, theatrical run version of it. How did he change the little technical tweaks? Uh, he went back through and found, like, from old VHS and oh. old, and old, like, uh, film reel, and, like, the guy went through... Everything. Because I remember in the Han Solo scene in the cantina, like they digitally made Han's like head twitch or something when Greedo uh, shoots at him. Yeah. Uh, no, they uh, the original. It's as like I said, it's as close to the original as as possible. So nice. Han shoots first. Yes. I forgot how much just garbage they put in it. Oh yeah. Especially in Moss Eisley, there's like CG alien, big aliens just everywhere for no reason. Oh, like like when they're riding like the land speeder through town, and like they near miss that big one, and it like rears back, and like a jaw was like hanging from like a bridle yeah. or something. Yeah, and like or there's like one robot that punches another flying robot for some reason. It's just like a bunch of cartoony garbage. Yeah, I that... mean, why did they? Yeah, why did he feel the need to add all that stuff in? It's like I like the simplicity of like the, you know, near amateur filmmaking he was doing. You know. Yeah, then there's a couple parts toward the end, like on the Death Star, where there's just a flying robot going by for some reason. Yeah, and they changed the explosion of the Death Star, too, right? Really? Yeah. yeah I suppose they did, now that I think about it. That was yeah. a really CG explosion. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I love, like, the original. Like, it's, they were practical effects, and they were, you know, in my in my eyes, filmmaking at its classic core. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Sometimes They're... I feel... The, the reliance on technology makes some filmmakers a little lazy. There's so many weird things about Star Wars 2 that when you think about it, you're like, how did this ever work at all? Like, just the opening of the movie, episode four. Like, you're going into this movie, oh, it's the fourth one, but Actually, it's okay. the very, very original didn't have episode four in it. it really? It just said Star Wars. That, so that's another special edition thing uh-huh. I didn't catch. Yeah. They added that in to subsequent uh, films after they decided that they're going to make Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. Well, still, it opens with like, "Hey, let's read a bunch of stuff." Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, they might as well have handed you a pamphlet when you walked in the theater. Well, I've uh, I've actually seen like behind the scenes stuff of how they film that crawl. It's mm-hmm. just really cool because like it's there. And they tilt the camera and they just kind of scroll it. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's really cool. And like the whole first. 20 minutes is mostly robot walking around robots walking around yeah yeah and in c3po complaining yeah mm-hmm. like it's so weird like yeah, it's you... still a great movie but you're like why does this work because i feel like it shouldn't yeah, you, but it does you don't, you don't main meet your main uh, protagonist until like 
almost like 20 minutes into it, you yeah. know, until, you know, they end up on Tatooine, right? Yeah. Like all your basic filmmaking stuff says that this shouldn't work or yeah. this shouldn't keep people interested, but it does. Yeah. Also, all the wipes. Mm-hmm. Because they're terrible wipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a, a theme they kept going, like, yeah. through all of them. Yeah, it's part mm. of the Star Wars style, but, it's like... It's the crazy wipe. I'm waiting for... I hope the new one has a star wipe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, star wipes in your Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. I watched The Flash. This oh, week's cool. Flash. Very cool. It's the episode I've been waiting for. I don't even care about... Reverse Flash. I've been waiting for this one. I know. It's the episode that uh, Iris finally found out that Barry Allen was the Flash. Is that what you've been waiting for? Is that what you're talking about? Huh? 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 No. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for Grodd. Oh, yeah. Because Grodd lives. Grodd is great. The giant telepathic gorilla. I tried to um, tell somebody at work about who Grodd was. Mm -hmm. And he just looked at me like... Like I just smacked a puppy in front of him. Like they just (laughs) didn't understand. Oh, man. I'm like... It's a comic book thing. He's a giant, super intelligent gorilla. And you know what? He was born right out of the 60s because gorillas were very popular in comics back then for some reason. I blame uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. 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 Lancelot Link. (laughs) (laughs) What a great show. (laughs) But I mean, it it was a good episode. It was interesting. Uh, You see some like flaws that maybe some characters you thought were stronger. Mm-hmm. But when thrown into a situation like that, they don't know how to uh, deal with it. It was the first time that they really did anything without the safety net of a Harrison Wells. This is in true. The background. This is true, and that's like they're sitting there, like it's like, well, how are we gonna how are we gonna beat this? And you know, they're like, well, how'd you do it before? Well, we always had Wells around because Wells has gone like full on villain. At this oh point. yeah, he's, yeah, he's got like secret hideout and everything. Oh yeah, you know, I, I jumped in about halfway through it, but I really liked how they did Grodd, how he wasn't. He didn't speak. He yeah. was telepathic. So yeah. yeah. Because a talking gorilla would have been really goofy, <laughs> I think. Yeah. And expensive. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Unless they just like gave him some peanut butter. And... I mean, there you go. Well, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know, man. You know, I don't know how expensive it would be. I, I'm sure the, the gorilla actor union out there wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gorilla's local 303. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was a good episode. Um uh, Joe is absolutely terrified of gorillas. Really? Oh, yeah. And he gets kidnapped by Grodd, and he is, like, terrified. Like, somebody on, like... Scare tactics? Yes, scare tactics. (laughs) I mean, he was absolutely terrified, and he pulled it off really well. I saw he tried to offer him a banana. Oh, yeah. And Grodd was like, Grodd, hate banana! And he, like, freaks out. And he's like, oh, God, don't kill me! Yeah, really good. And this uh, next week is the finale, right? No. Really? There should be two more episodes, I think. Okay. Well, then it might be a two-parter then or something. Cause it's, yeah, the, probably. The, the teaser for the next episode looked an awful lot like a season finale. Maybe. I know, I, know, I think it's supposed to be some kind of crazy super crossover. Yeah. yeah I think Arrow's finale is a two-parter, so this probably is too. Gotcha. One would hope. But yeah, dudes who ran really fast and uh, telepathic gorillas. Makes sense. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> so, as far as uh, people who don't know, uh, Age of Ultron came out over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and start talking about that. Um, are we going to get spoilery before we get, delve into it? I feel like we have to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, so, let's do the usual where we start general and then... And once... then we'll give them a warning. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. 
Or maybe do general up until the break and then come back and get spoilery. <laughs> uh, we could do, yeah, we'll see how it goes here. Um, yeah, first impressions. What did you guys think of uh, Avengers Age of Ultron? I mean, I liked it. I, I won't say it was as good as the the Avengers, the well, first one. Well, it doesn't have the same spectacle no. kind of that the first one did. No, because it was building up to that point and yeah. it, everyone was still kind of in awe of it. Now we've been there, done that, and... Yeah. I, I didn't not like it, but I didn't love it either. It's a lot of things in it that I didn't care for. It, it was all over the place, kind of. The script seemed a little more slapdash. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, I still enjoyed it. I liked it an awful lot. I'm looking forward to going back and seeing it again, just to kind of look a little deeper into it and see some things that I've missed, maybe. Yeah. But uh, I agree. It's not, it's not as strong as the first one. They, but didn't, not by long they didn't give a lot of things the time they should have. Stuff like Thor's little uh, dip in the pool. Like, what was that about? They didn't explain that very well. Yeah, yeah. Did you know Loki was supposed to be there? Really? Yeah, I read something today that uh, Loki was supposed to be in that in that sequence. That seems like a huge missed opportunity. They, they, yeah, they filmed it and everything. Wow. Huh. Blu-ray. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The, the vision wasn't explained hardly at all yeah see i like the vision a lot but i he he wasn't we know who he is because yeah. you know we're the comic we read comics but yeah he wasn't really explained his powers were very ill-defined in the movie i thought they weren't at all all you knew is he could fly and then one part he shoots a laser out of his crystal <laughs> <laughs> like it... and that like one and a half scenes where he you actually see him phase oh yeah because he has phasing powers. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's that's his deal. I thought the um, opening. I like that they started with the team together. You yeah. Know? That yeah. That have, was good. It wasn't. They didn't have to go through the whole let's get the band back together kind of thing. It was. They were already there. They were doing missions, and with the exception of some shaky CGI at the very beginning, I thought the yeah. o- the opening uh, se- uh, sequence was actually really good. The they're storming Baron Strucker's compound, compound and stuff. I thought that was really good. But yeah, some of that CG was. Oh yeah, nuts. like. Thor or not Thor, uh, Hulk looked super like. I mean, obviously he is super fake, but I mean he looked really, really fake. Yeah, he did. Uh, Thor for a, for a brief second looked like a video game character. Yeah, it was like low, low poly. It makes me wonder if that scene was thrown in at the last minute to kind of pad out the running time a little bit. Oh, or if they added, or if they quick extended the fight scene maybe at the beginning a little maybe. bit. Is is the romance subplot spoilers? I don't. You know, I don't know. Uh, you know what? Let's just go to spoilers now. Uh, tell you what, if you don't want uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron spoiled, uh, come back at the break. Come back in about fifteen minutes. Yeah. So you've been warned. This is your this is your spoiler warning. Brought to you by the Nerd Overload. That's right. Okay, three, two, one. Here we go. Uh, yeah, the love uh, subplot between uh, the Banner and uh, the Black Widow seemed really out of place. It was to me. garbage. It wasn't. They didn't. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. They didn't develop it from any real place. It just happened. That bugged me because, you know, the first movie, they do this thing where they're setting up that you feel like Hawkeye and Black Widow had some kind of romantic past. Well, not so much. Not so much that. I think it set up more that they were super, super duper best friends, which carried through to this film, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. I, it I, seemed I, like a romantic yeah, thing. Yeah, it, it felt time. romantic to me. Yeah. And, you know, but then again, they tried the same thing with in Captain America, too. Where she not, was like not, flirt, flirting with Cap, like 
through the whole thing almost. She wasn't really flirting with him. She she kept trying to get him to hook up with chicks. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. The entire time, like, hey, true. you got a girlfriend yet? He's like, why is this such a why is this such a thing with you? Yeah, uh, I guess that's true. And the only time they kissed was to be for cover. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But yeah, yeah, this whole thing with Banner just kind of came out of nowhere. It really did because it really came, it literally was like I don't know. I felt like maybe because they were like. Well, we're gonna write in this weird scene with Hawkeye and his family, and he's married and happy and crap. And I see, I like that. I liked, no, I yeah. I did like that. And then it, that came way out of left field. Yeah, I had no idea that was coming, and I, it was a it was a welcome addition because it actually gave Hawkeye a reason for being. It gave him more than ju- he was more than just a guy with a bow and arrow. You know, yeah. he, he became the audience surrogate at that. Night. He, yeah, he needed that development. Yeah, he really uh, did. I, Honestly, I could easily say they wrote him so much better in this movie than they did in the past it would be couple hard, that he appeared in. It would in. be hard not to. True. <laughs> I mean... He spent 90% of the first Avengers movie mind-controlled. Yeah. And before that, he showed up in, like, two seconds. Could a have Thor. Been, it could have been any actor in yeah. Thor. But, like... I, don't I forgot know. he was in Thor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's Everyone that. does. I don't. Well... I, li- I like that one line he says where, when Thor's beaten down on that, that big guy, and he's like, I'm really starting to root for this guy. <laughs> But I don't know. I like how quippy he was. I like, uh, mm-hmm. I just like the general personality of yeah. the whole thing. I mean, he had some great lines. Some of, his, some of my favorite lines in the movie come from him. It was him. almost the Hawkeye movie. It it kind of was a little bit. Like, yeah. and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, yeah. Was, yeah, I mean, he was one of the less developed characters, so give him some time. Yeah. I like that speech he gave to, uh, um, or not really speech so much, but like that couple of lines he said <laughs> to uh, Scarlet Witch there near the end. Yeah. Was like, you know, we're, we're on a, a town that is flying. Everyone you know, is flying. Everyone's flying. We're fighting robots, and I have a bow and arrow. And it makes no sense. Nothing <laughs> makes sense. But I'm going to go out there because that's my job. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Scarlet Witch, what did you think of the additions to the cast? Um, Elizabeth Olsen and uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch was good. Quicksilver didn't get enough time. I agree. I agree. I hated their accents. It really bugged me. Yeah, it was kind of corny. You know, at the time it bugged me, but you know, now that I'm kind of thinking, rolling rolling it back in my head, I think they did an okay job. I think they did pretty serviceable. I mean, for for a nondescript Russian, you know... Country that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been nice if they would have said they were from, like, Latveria or something, but, you know, (sighs) it's Dr. Doom. That's the whole time they're running through this place, I'm like, why isn't this Latveria? Like, I wish this was Latveria. Yeah, yeah. When they're fighting Strucker in that castle, I'm like, why isn't Doctor Doom here? Doctor Doom, please. <laughs> well, Doom was never part of Hydra. I mean, he probably had similar goals. Yeah. But I, I would see, I would see Doom thinking Hydra was like a rival that need that uh, that is lesser beneath him to be crushed by Doom. Yeah. Um, speaking of new additions, what did you think of Ultron, played by James Spader, Meh. giant eight foot <laughs> robot James Spader? I liked his quips. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. like. Okay, they could have. It was either it was too in between. Like if he was gonna be quippy, he should have been all the time quippy. Or if he was gonna be menacing, he should have been all the time menacing. It just kind of made him fall into this weird middle area where I'm like, are you funny? Are you super evil? I don't. It makes me not care enough yeah. <laughs> either way. See, it's it's kind of weird. I. I agree with you. I think he could have gone one way or the other. I mean, I could see what they were trying to do because he was basing his thought patterns off yeah, of off Tony. Tony Stark. And I mean, who's quippier and sassier than Tony Stark? Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not here yet. Yeah. Next yeah. time. But, uh, oh, I guess he was, uh, original plans for the movie involved Spider-Man and Captain Marvel 
to show up at some point. Really? I wish they would have. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I'm really kind of disappointed at uh, how little this movie set up the next set up, next set of Marvel movies. Yeah. It really doesn't do anything. It did it did a little bit of uh, for Black Panther. But not much. But not, not much. Not for the not for the the average Joe. They've set up the, Black Panther's villain more than they've set up Black Panther. Yeah. You know, Claw. Yeah. Um, that was a good scene. That was a pretty good scene. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they they mention Wakanda. Yeah, but that's that's all. That's yeah. all you get. And you don't uh, even see Wakanda. Yeah. There's no. There was no mentions. No ties to Ant Man, which is coming out in what like a couple months. Yeah. I thought Ant Man would just show up or something. Or like, I w- yeah, I would have. I would have thought at least a name drop because in the comics, for people who don't know, Ultron was actually made by Hank Pym, the original Ant Man. Right, going and, to be played by Michael Douglas. Yeah, coming up. But I know a lot of people were kind of a little angry at the fact that they had Tony build Ultron versus. I think that makes sense. It does make sense in I the mean, universe that they set up. I think that yeah. makes more sense. But, but, and with the with Tony Stark being who he is in the movies, it sounds like something he would do. Yeah, especially after the whole PTSD of like you know he doesn't know how to deal with an alien invasion. I got slap. I'm tired of that plot. I'm really tired of that plot. You know what? You had the you had that at the tail end of Avengers. You had it all through Iron Man three. The whole I thought the whole point of Iron Man three was him kind of getting over that. And yeah. here he is at Avengers two, still neck deep in PTSD from from being in outer space and seeing aliens. Yeah, Tony hasn't grown at all. No, as a character. No, he he isn't. He hasn't grown since. Uh, well, he grew a lot in uh, Iron Man one. Not much in Iron Man two. He grew a lot in Avengers and then has just stopped. I feel like as much as I love Robert Downey Jr. and as much as I love everything he's brought to the Tony Stark character, I almost feel like Marvel is Jack Sparrowing him a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, because there was was an awful lot of Tony in this. There's an awful lot of Tony in everything. (laughs) There's an awful lot of Tony in every film he's in. I'm kind of glad that's why he... I'm kind of glad he left the the team at the end of this like the end of this movie there's a whole new avengers team like, yeah everything's like i which mean i that kind of sucks a little bit for me because i'm like all these characters that are on the new team i'm like i don't care about you <laughs> like i don't know enough about you to be interested and i don't care like yeah well i i think that the upcoming avengers movies are going to or not avengers movies marvel movies are going to do more to build the new Avengers team, which will then get thoroughly trounced in uh, Avengers Infinity War Part 1. Oh, yeah. I definitely feel like by the time we get... And I feel like... I don't know if maybe Marvel has no more plans after this, but... Uh, after after Infinity War, no. There are no plans. I mean, I feel like eventually they're just going to get to... We're going to get to Part 2, and just everybody who's ever been in any of the movies is just going to be there. Boy, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I've said for a while, they don't even need to get all the X-Men. Just get Wolverine. Just get Hugh oh, Jackman. Oh, yeah. To show up in like one scene. That'll, you know, people... Stab a robot or something and be yeah. done. I mean, I, I also want, going back to the Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch thing, mm-hmm. I don't think they fleshed them out enough. No. I mean, you see them for a split second at the end of Captain America 2, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And that's another thing that really bugged me. In, in that end scene... Oh, this is going to be leading to a whole topic I want to talk about. Sure. They don't look like volunteers. No. They no, looked they, like prisoners of yeah, Hydra. In, in this movie, they, they were stated as, you know, they were volunteers to be turned into superhumans. Yeah. Yeah, and at the, yeah you're right. At the end of Captain America 2, they were, they were like, locked up. Yeah. yeah, in a cell. Yeah. Like Quicksilver running around the cell trying to, I don't know, trying to get out or what he's doing. 
mm-hmm. and then Scarlet Witch is sitting there levitating blocks. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. This movie, I felt like, did not. This is one of my, my one of my big hangups on it. As much as I liked it, is that I feel like they did not take the information from the other films, mm-hmm. and they there was no development past those storylines that are established. Yeah, for all this talk of continuity, they're not doing a very good job. Like of... at the end, of, like at the end of Iron Man three, he blows up all his suits for Pepper and says he's not going to be Iron Man anymore. Which, though, I will understand that he never stopped tinkering because he's Tony Stark and that's part of his character. Right. But I felt like that gesture is, then why did he do it? Yeah, because he calls in a whole Iron Legion. Where'd that come from? (laughs) Yeah, you know, this almost, it almost seems like you're supposed to watch this directly after Avengers, not after Iron Man and... All that other stuff, you but know? then the other scenes don't make sense because having yeah. uh, having a uh, Falcon show up and yeah. Well, you know what? Joss Whedon had a story he wanted to tell, and he didn't care what continuity was previously established. I get that. He just wanted to tell the story he wanted to tell. This movie felt an awful lot like we're telling you this story so we can tell you the next story. This was all a whole bunch of setup, I think. Well, which, yeah. which kind of sucks because like it's if you're doing all this for the other movie. At the expense of this movie being good, mm-hmm. you're going to lose people's interest for the next one. Oh, I agree. I agree. But they, like, they can't keep sustain that idea for too long, or people are going to get sick of it. Especially when your next movie isn't for what two more years. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're wanting to build all this continuity, maybe make the movies come out faster. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, it takes time to make movies. Yeah, I'm, scripts, I'm not being just the fanboy that says, I want it now. It just doesn't make sense to be building all of this continuity and then make people wait forever and yeah. lose interest. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And it's like, oh, like another thing. At the end of like Captain America, you know, Black Widow goes off to go start her, get her fresh start or whatever. And here she is now. Doing the exact same thing she did before. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Fury shows up with with an old with an old helicarrier. Was Nick Fury just living in that barn? I know, right? I think for like so. a year and a half. I think he's he just was, been, he's just been in squatting in, in Hawkeye's barn, <laughs> figuratively and literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you think about it, at the end of Captain America, when he you know Shield is dissolved and everything, and he kind of burns all his Shield stuff, he's like, he did look like a homeless guy. But if he if all the Shield stuff was destroyed and he burned everything, where did he get a helicarrier? At the end of this. Yeah, they didn't even explain how that happened. I figured that was for the TV show to do. Yeah, there was no and real... as far as I know, they have yet to do that. Yeah, there was no real connection. Right now, the TV show is still going this whole two halves of S.H.I.E.L.D. fighting each other thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, uh, the, other Shield, the other S.H.I.E.L.D. group with uh, Edward James Olmos, they don't have a helicarrier. They have a ship. Yeah, right. They have a regular ship. And then, you know, there was no... There was no connection again Mm -hmm. again with this movie there was no i felt like there wasn't much connection to the rest of the continuity i always thought they had this huge master plan for everything and everything was going to connect perfectly and it was but now i'm starting to think they're flying by the seat of their pants a little more than i thought they were yeah you know what i think they had a, a good plan up through the first avengers movie and now because they're trying to get them out a little quicker i think we're they're sacrificing some plot development development issues for the sake of you know having more you know, I mean don't get me wrong, movie, it's guess. it's been the most ambitious cinematic event to ever happen. Oh like, sure, ever. oh sure, and it's been great. I mean it's made them lots of money. It's made people love superhero movies mm-hmm. again. But I feel like now we're getting to this point where they were running so fast 
they're starting to trip on their own feet. We might be peaking. Yeah. You knew uh, Marvel wasn't going to put out nothing but hits. You know, you knew something was going to be a little bit lacking. It's a shame that it, you know, and don't get me wrong. I still like this movie a lot. I really enjoy this. It's not their worst one. It's really, it's not, but you know, it's kind of a shame that this is the one that they kind of have been, have started to trip a little bit on, you know? Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, you've got all these different directors with all these different ideas. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, you can't ha- they all can't be part of the greater Marvel hive mind. Yeah, all yeah, all the movies feel remarkably similar. True. True. <laughs> because you know, seventy five percent of them have been origin movies and how many That's times do you see the same origin, you know? Yeah. Looking at you, Spider Man. I really <laughs> hope you're not an origin story. Oh, it's gonna be. No, Don't. I've heard it I've oh, heard really? he starts as Spider Man. <laughs> and it's gonna be um from what I've heard it's uh Four, four movies in four years, like the Harry Potter thing, co- covering him going from, like, four years of high school. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, see, I like that idea. I mean, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was a brand new hero that not a lot of people know about, like, you know, say, like, Captain, Captain Marvel or something like that. Mm-hmm. With Spider-Man, everybody knows who Spider-Man is. Yeah. Spider-Man is one of the most iconic superheroes yeah. in American culture. Mm-hmm. Or just in world culture, period. Pop culture. Yeah, I mean he's like he's up there with Batman and Superman. He's the most. Uh, Forbes did a thing here the other day. Um, he's the most bankable of the superhero huh. movies. Yeah, he's he has made more money per you know per film than Batman. Wow. Well, like, there's been some average, really bad Batman like, movies. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there haven't been some great Spider-Man movies either, but at the same time, people still got excited yeah. about them. All of yeah. them are pretty passable. None of them are unwatchably terrible. Oh, I don't know. Have you seen Spider-Man three lately? That one's pretty oh, bad. I thought it was all right when I saw it in the movies. That was a long time yeah, ago. Watch yeah. it again. It's watch bad. it again. His dance scene down the oh, sidewalk. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a bit rough. It's so goofy. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Black Widow getting damseled in the jail. Yeah, let's oh, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. I thought that was pretty crappy. Like, I'm not saying you can't put a female character in a damseled position, but it did nothing to serve the plot. It really didn't. It did, well, yeah. Now, if they would have explained that, you know, Ultron was sharing part of Banner's personality and that it was the Banner side of his brain that was kind of firing and saying, hey, you know, maybe I should get her to myself. Or if he, or they tried to introduce Jocasta, the, fem- oh, the female yeah. robot. He In the comics, uh, Ultron created two robots, Vision and Jocasta, and they were supposed to serve as like the, you know, the perfect, you know, android man and woman to restart his world. His world, essentially. And in the comics, Jocasta's um, brain patterns were based off of the Wasp. And, you know, as they were going through and changing things, if they would have explained that he was going to do something like that with Black Widow, that would have made a little more sense for him to, to, capture, take, her. to capture her and keep her separate from everyone else. But the way they did it now, as it stands, didn't do anything to serve Yeah, it just plot. gave uh, Banner somebody to, to rescue later to look good. And he didn't even do it in like a cool way. He just kind of shows up, blows up the door. Hey, you're free. Yeah. Like it was, it was really lame. Yeah, yeah. And them constantly talk. The two of them constantly talking about, oh, let's just, let's just take off. Let's just go. <laughs> let's just you run know? away. It's we're in the middle of a battle that's you know that could engulf the entire Earth, but let's just go. <sighs> no, no. Yeah. Those are heroes. You stick around and you do the job. You know. Which that's another thing that I did. Like they were heroes. Yeah. They helped people. They saved people. We they did were see con- more of that. Yeah. They were concerned about collateral damage, mm-hmm. unlike Superman and Man of Steel. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, they were actually superheroes instead of... Oh, yeah, I did like that. Superpowered people yeah, super fighting powered. in a city. Yeah. I mean, shoot, the, the 
majority of the Ultron fight at the end was them, you know, saving people. Yeah. Instead of just punching robots. Which is what superheroes are supposed to do, and it always makes me happy when they I mean, do it they in the even kind of yeah. had that a little bit in the first Avengers, where, like, Captain America is, like, ordering police to, like, funnel, like, civilians down this street oh, and whatnot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. Black Widow is concerned about hitting people with their motorcycle on that one. Out of the way, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good part of the movie, though. All right, so hey, uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a break here. But before we do, um, if you guys were to give this a like out of ten rating, what would you guys give it? Seven. Seven. Seven and a half. Eight. Yeah, I'd probably give it about a seven and a half, or eight on a good day. Like I said, I'd, I'd have to go back and see it again. Kind of. Oh, the credit cookie. Let's talk about that for a second. Oh, what yeah. did you think of that? Yeah. Uh, the mid credit deal. I was confused. Like. Oh, yeah. uh, Thanos. Yeah, yeah Thanos. But I think they've been pussyfooting around Thanos forever, and it like wasn't that big of a surprise. It's like, yep, here it comes. You know, what, if he didn't <laughs> pop up in Guardians and have and you know be like full on in Guardians, I, yeah, I don't think I think it would have been a bigger deal. Than yeah. This. Yeah. I mean, the the part that confused me is now. Granted, this could be just you know the lazy filmmaking stuff. You know, Marvel just wanted to make references, but in the original Thor, I know what you're going to talk about. Yes, yeah. the Infinity Gauntlet was on Asgard. Yeah, you know what? They'll try to come up with some excuse or some reason why it was there. Maybe it's like a fake hologram. So maybe someone stole it or something. But, you know, the real reason, Marvel had no idea that they were going to do the Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> story when they were doing Thor. They didn't know if the whole – because Thor – because you got to remember, Thor was the third of the superhero movies that had come out. They didn't even know if Avengers was going to work or not. Yeah. So they threw that in there as a background thing to go, oh, man, look at that, and had no – at the time, I believe they had no plans for Infinity Gauntlet, and now they're just going to kind of try to forget that it <laughs> happened. Thor was the first big gamble. That, that was the first one that's like, it, okay, this one's kind of weird. It really was, <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it was the first one that was like out and out like magic. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, magic you, stuff. You got your, your space alien ancient gods with powers. Yeah. Like honest powers. But uh, I don't know. Thanos is coming. so Whether we like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and uh, we'll be back here in a minute. Nerd Overload is brought to you in part by Replays, gameware, movies, and more. Replays is the place for all your gaming needs, from retro up through current-gen systems and accessories. They even have a free customer rewards program. Mount Vernon Avenue, Marion, across from the Marion Plaza. 751-4072 or online at facebook.com slash replaysmarion. Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by Creative Foundations. Hi, my name is Robert. Hi, my name is Amber. Hi, my name is Jessica. I'm Jimmy, and I work at Creative Foundations. The store that employs people with developmental disabilities. We have four locations. Delaware, Mount Vernon, Marysville, and Urbana. Our website is creativefoundations.org. Find us on Facebook.
and we're back. That was uh, Vampire Weekend with the song Worship You. I think it's a new song, and uh, I don't know. I think it's in like some bank commercial with some dogs or something. Some dogs in costumes. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've only heard a couple of Vampire Weekend songs. Yeah. Really not enough for me to form an opinion. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Same here. Anyway, uh, we're back, and... Uh, do we, oh, we should probably talk about Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, that we, we just, should talk uh, about Free Comic Book Day. Took That's part right. in. Yeah, uh, we took part in a lot of Free Comic Book Day. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did. We actually uh, made the trek to two shops this year. From opposite ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, sorry about that, buddy. You ended up having to drive it. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, but uh, we checked out Subculture in Bucyrus. Yep. And this was the first year they had done it. It was a really and good turnout. They had a really, really good turnout. I'm it really was. happy it was, for them. It was really it was good. It was a, it was a good time. Yeah, more people in costume than I would expect for a shop in the middle of Osiris. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, and then um, I liked how they they reorganized their shop a little bit. Yes. Oh yeah, it yeah, looks real good. I did like that a lot. And uh, yeah, I mean, their theirs was a really good day. I yeah. Mean, it was it wasn't anything too overblown, but I mean, it was just nice to see a bunch of people in. The oh shop yeah, exactly, store. and. From what I saw, everyone was buying stuff. Yeah. Which is great. And that's excellent. It that's was really good cool. to just see a lot of people of varying ages and genders enjoying comics. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was another thing. There were <laughs> a lot yeah. of kids, a lot of, you know, every, everyone was out. Boys, you know. girls, the obvious comic book crowd, mm-hmm. i.e. us. Yep. There were a couple <laughs> people in costume even. Yeah. Wandering around, which was really cool. Yep. Uh, there was a guy running around as uh, Netflix's Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. There was a girl, Vegeta. I think that's From who that Dragon is. Ball Z. Yeah. Yep. The, that, that thing. Uh, there was a kid dressed as Naruto from the anime Naruto. I feel like there's something else we're not thinking of. Yeah, but no, it was a really good. Yeah, it was, it was good a really time. good time. And then uh, after that, we made the trek in the opposite direction to Hilliard to Packrat Comics. Yes, which always is, which is always a big event. It is. It is a just a huge big deal. Yeah, for they, such a small plaza. They yeah. they turn it into like almost a full on convention over there. At this, just about. At this point, yeah, it pretty much is. I mean, they always get a special guest. Yeah, I mean the 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 Mikey's late night slice pizza truck shows up. Mm-hmm. They always have they have, they have like a like a bounce castle or something like that yep, for kids. Bounce house, bounce oh. house, uh, box city downstairs. Yeah, the box yeah. city downstairs yeah. that was Just pretty a cute. Maze of uh, cardboard boxes. Yeah, they built like a whole like uh, entrance way to like the Hall of Justice that they put out front too. That was impressive. Yeah, that yeah. was, and it said like you know pack rat comics and stuff yeah. on it. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, they the, took over the whole plaza. They have a, like this cul-de-sac plaza. They used almost every room in it. Yeah. This time. Well, there are a lot of empty spaces in that in that plaza. That pack ride just keeps kind of snatching up a little bit here and there. You oh know? yeah, I mean they got their game room, and mm-hmm. then, then they added they took over one of the other rooms. They probably rented it for like the day for like an artist alley. Yeah, yeah. Their artist alley was really good too. Oh yeah. I'm really impressed by that. Um, I actually, picked up a print by a guy named Sean Forney. I really liked yeah. that. It was a good print. That, yeah. That the, black and white, black uh, white turtles. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. 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 I dug that quite a bit. But no, it was a really good time. Oh, yeah. It's always a good time. And there was lots of people in costume. Oh, yeah. Of course, they always have a costume oh, contest. Yeah. yeah. Just a ton of people. And there were some great costumes, Yeah, there was too. really good ones. Yeah. Yeah, that whole group of uh, X-Men Oh yeah. yeah, people. That was really good. Oh yeah, that was a really good one. Um, there court- was the Arrow group that was really good. Oh yeah, their costumes were pretty good yeah, too. Yeah, they were good. Um, and then there were like little kids running around in costumes, and again, really good to see you know the younger yeah. crowd. Coming oh yeah, kids, yeah. and uh, there were some young girls in costumes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like seeing the the younger generations get excited about this kind of stuff. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah, and it, I mean, it gives me hope that the uh, 
the bloodline will go on. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the nerd bloodline. Yeah. It's free comic book day. You get a handful of free comics. You have a good time. You get to hang around like-minded people. I talked to a guy uh, in the the artist alley where you grabbed your uh, your print. Uh-huh. I talked to a guy over in the corner of, over miniatures for a while. Oh, excellent. But no, he he was a really he was a really cool guy. Um, it was a good time. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm a little sad we didn't stay for for comic poker, but we've I hope done they that. didn't do it this year. Yeah, I, yeah, I was under the impression. Yeah, it started at it. seven. Oh, oh really? Oh yeah. well, they had a sign for it. Outside. Uh, well, we were watching Avengers. Yeah, we went to go watch Avengers. Yeah. So I, I think it's worth it, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've done it before. It's not going to yeah. change much. Yeah, yeah. I just wish their basement area was as great as it used to be, like where they kept all their like back issues comics. They definitely downsized the back issues a little. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you're going to have that. Yeah. I understand. But, again, it's free comic day. If you've never been next year around – you know, May 1st time, May 2nd time. Uh, it's the first Saturday in May. First Saturday in May. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Go yeah. check it out. Very, very cool yeah, stuff. It's a good time. Have fun. Yeah. I wish they didn't limit the, com- <laughs> the amount of comics you could take. Oh, well, they only like, get I understand so many. they have to because they only get so many. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it's in the spirit of Free Comic Book Day to limit. <laughs> but, you know, the thing you got to keep in mind, these stores, they pay for the free comics. They're oh. loss leaders. Yeah. they. I mean, they get them at a severely discounted rate, but they do pay for them. So, you know. Well, then, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Switching gears from things that were super awesome to things that might be questionably awesome. Um, new picture for the Suicide Squad movie came out. Yeah. All the, the, the cast in their costumes. All of Task Force X. Yeah. That's <laughs> what they're calling it. Um, what'd you guys think? I, I don't not like it. I, nothing was surprising. I was, nothing there was were, horrible. They, they yeah. were varying degrees for me. Oh yeah, care to elaborate? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't like Harley Quinn's costume. I understand where the where it comes from. I just, I've never liked New Fifty Two Harley. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal. I think the actress actress looks great. Oh no, she looks she looks as good. Harley. Oh yeah, she looks fine. I just, I don't like the general design. Yeah, but yeah. that—that's just my personal thing. Of I don't like the new Fifty Two Harley Quinn costume. I, I don't think classic Harley Quinn would work in real life. It no, fit. no, yeah. it wouldn't. And I, I understand that. I'm just, it's my personal gripe. Yeah, I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm just saying it's my personal thing. Well, for that character in particular, I'm gonna have to wait until I see. This is true. Her act. I mean, this yeah. is true. It, you know what? It could be the worst costume in the world, but if she does an excellent job playing the character, you know what? That that does that goes a long way to re- redeem. The, yeah, the part yeah. for sure. I think I think it's a logical evolution of her character from the modern comics, from the Harley Quinn comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got that that shirt that says "Daddy's Little Monster" on it, and like a yeah. Um, Killer Croc looked great. That I didn't was, even realize Killer Croc was going to be in it. That was an excellent bit of, um, uh, and that's prosthesis. That's not. Oh, is it? It's it, yeah, it's practical. Huh? Yeah, they actually put made a giant latex killer croc costume on top of him huh and that is really cool oh yeah uh that part was cool um the other part and I, I, we've had this discussion before i when they revealed the the dead shot with the mask costume yeah i'm just i'm not a fan of that mask i just don't like it well see i'm i'm totally opposite i think the mask is the only thing that stands out to the character because without it you just have will smith in uh orange and black uh pseudo military Armor, yeah, yeah. Which looks like every other member of the team, basically. Yeah. True. I think with that mask now, do I think that that mask is going to be on screen for more than five minutes of the entire runtime of the movie? Absolutely not. There's no way they're going to cover Will Smith's face. 
they'll slap it on for action sequences and that's yeah for the stuntman yeah Yeah, pretty much that's gonna be it for the stuntman and when they cg him entirely yeah yeah (laughs) so i mean i i like it i think they could have done i think they could have done it better but i like i said i think it makes the character pop a little bit more i think it's the all white i think it's it it feels a little plain to me with the weird purple eyes there's a lot more color going on than there is than uh dc usually does for movies yeah 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 that's very true um, the Captain Boomerang costume looked pretty good. Yeah, you know? it's, it's I mean, about standard for, you know, yeah. he looks a lot like Captain Boomerang Jr. He does, yep. Trench coat and with the scarf and the yeah. boomerangs, yeah. Uh, there are a couple characters that they didn't, uh, name, and, uh, I'm not quite sure who they're supposed to be. The guy covered in tattoos? Yeah, I don't know. Although that, I think that was that's the a... Joker. No. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think that's, uh, El Diablo, who's a more recent character. He's fire powers. Hmm. He was a gang member or whatever. See, I didn't get a real good look at him on the image I saw. I thought maybe he was going to be like Mr. Zaz or something. I was like, no, I don't is think he even a like member that. of the Suicide Squad. No, no. Well, they're not going to they're not going to touch that because he's on Gotham right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was surprised to see Katana was there. She yeah. looked really cool too. That was that was probably, oh yeah, that's probably the best one of the yeah. bunch. She oh, looked yeah. like she just came right off the comic page. Oh yeah, she looked she looked she looked perfect. A lot like um, Young Justice. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I was expecting uh, crap and got, you know, halfway decent. So you know? exactly, yeah. You know what? It gives me like a half, a half a glimmer of hope that this might not turn out to be half bad. Yeah. And I'm... you know what? For DC, not half bad is probably the best they're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, I'm gonna watch all these movies. Oh sure. Oh yeah. I'm a sucker. You know gonna spend that money one way or the other it, it's got it's got superheroes in it okay yeah i wonder if there's somebody who just gets real mad every time we start trashing on dc movies if you do you know contact us yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna on say facebook if we're making you real mad right now i want to i want to hear your opinion yeah yeah don't yeah don't be shy <laughs> speak up for sure yeah oh, yeah we're welcome to all opinions mm-hmm. you know we may not agree but we're not going to say you can't have them maybe maybe this will be the glimmer of hope you know the you know the the dirty the dirty, dirty dozen, dozen yeah. the dirty dozen we want and you know I, I think it's our best bet right now yeah, yeah I think so and, o- outside the DC animated universe yeah. yeah yeah and DC has always had the, the best villains so that's their, very true you know maybe that's that'll be true. their yeah. best movie yeah, yeah. yeah they they do all their characters tend to have a really good um rogues gallery yeah rogues gallery yes yeah. oh speaking of movies um. Did you guys see that thing about the uh, Boba Fett movie? I did not. But Surprises I'm no one ever. <laughs> yeah, why don't you why don't you tell yeah. me a little about that? He apparently Disney slash Lucasfilm has been hinting at they're going to do a Boba Fett origin movie. Well, they haven't been hinting. They pretty much well, yeah, they said, said Boba Fett origin happening. movie, which confuses me because don't we already know his origin? Yeah, and that's what a lot of people online have been saying. We know where he came from. He's a clone of Jango Fett that did not go through the growth acceleration process that the others did right i don't know maybe it'll be his now granted they in the clone wars animated series they did touch on some of his time afterward right i was going to ask you about that do you suppose that this movie is going to tie parts of the clone wars show into it or is or is this going to be what definitively locks out clone wars as out of continuity i don't i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're locking out clone wars because right now they're making a big push in star wars rebels season two mm-hmm. of a lot of clone wars content okay that's i mean a lot of characters from clone wars are showing up okay, okay. anakin's anakin's padawan uh captain rex of the clone troopers and hit a couple of his brothers mm-hmm. 
are are going to be there. They're walking around this derelict clone walker. I mean, it, I think they're doing as much as they can to keep more recent Star Wars stuff in the continuity. Okay. Basically, I think when they when they're locking out the EU stuff, I think it's a lot of the novelizations of things. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, like right. like the new Jedi Order and all that stuff. Right, right, right. Um, because they're creating the new, the new, the new mythos. Right. Um, which is fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not as upset about that as other fans are. But I think maybe we're gonna touch on more Boba Fett growing up. You know, running around with other bounty hunters, learning to be a bounty hunter. Like twenty year old. Like b- not Boba baby. Fett. Baby Boba Fett and a Baby little Fett. a little IG eighty eight and a little little Greedo. And <laughs> it's the bounty babies. Yeah, a little IG eighty eight is like a floppy disk. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> oh, make it happen, Disney. Yeah, yeah. I mean it'll be interesting. Star I love Wars bounty babies. <laughs> <laughs> I love Boba Fett. I understand a lot of people are like, why is he so popular? Why is he so popular? Because he looks crazy cool. He's well, the coolest designed. Oh, yeah. yeah he definitely is. Any of them. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying what makes him cool is the mystery. Why do you have to ruin it? They're cashing in. People love Boba Fett. People buy Boba Fett. People, lots of people dress as Boba Fett and Mandalorians. Yeah. Yeah. They do Mandalorian armor just as much as they do Stormtroopers and Darth Vader. Per capita, I if, if I'm finding Star Wars cosplayers... Nine times out of ten, they're a Boba Fett or a Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. You can't throw a rock at a convention without hitting a Deadpool and a Mandalorian. Exactly. <laughs> or a Mandalorian Deadpool. Yeah, I th- I've seen that. I have not. I have, yes. Bright bright red and black, you know, Boba Fett bouncing around doing antics. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Darn you, Deadpoolers. Yeah. yeah, dressing as Deadpool does not give you carte blanche to act like a jerk. I... I totally agree <laughs> and that's our soapbox on that one there yeah. we go but i mean it'll be interesting i'll watch it well yeah i, I, I like star this wars. exactly yeah every day is star wars for me <laughs> i understand what's going on i, I kind of like this idea of them building these anthology films yeah telling these stories that happen not necessarily within the timeline but they're happening about the same like ancillary time. to the yeah to the it's not stuff you have to absolutely watch to get it's like yeah i mean it, it's not like they're building it's like phantom menace you can totally skip it and be fine. <laughs> or if you want a little more information, you can watch it. Yeah. If you want C-3PO's stupid origin. <laughs> I kept thinking about that the whole time I'm watching New Hope the other day. I'm like, Darth yeah. Vader built him. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I actually saw that. No. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> I saw this uh, this comic once where they um, it's at uh, Cloud City. After yeah. C-3PO gets dismantled by the Empire mm-hmm. and uh, has a bunch of troopers, like, talking to Vader and, he, like, C-3PO's pieces are, like, laying all over this table. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want us to wipe his memory, sir? And, you know, all this other stuff. And he's just sitting there holding his head and he just kind of tilts his head into his head. Like, oh, he's geez. generally sad. Uh-huh. But that kind of ruins Darth Vader being sad for me. I don't know. As far as a Boba Fett movie, I'll watch it. I think everyone will watch it. You know, people may complain that either they don't want a Boba Fett origin or stop mounting this character on a pedestal. Yeah, we're going to have to see him actually do something cool, like, within the con- the confines of, like, the movie universe. Because, you know, they've written all this story about him, and you know he's cool. But you, what in the movies has he done? He just kind of stood around, and he got ate by a sand pit. <laughs> Pretty much. The most he did was jump with a jetpack and got hit by a stick. His death was a comic relief moment in Empire in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. He, he was the butt of a joke. Like a blind 
Han Solo joke. Yeah. You know? Boba Fett. Boba Fett, where? And he turns and hits his jetpack, malfunctions, and he falls into the pit. Yeah. So they're really going to have to do something to, like, prove that this guy is as cool as... Everyone him. makes him sound to be. The last 20 years worth of Star Wars, you know... Fandom. It just, fandom it just it proves how cool that design is. Yeah. That he doesn't have to have any... He doesn't have to do anything cool because he already looks so cool. I mean, come on. In yeah. the original version of the trilogy, he literally said, like, two, two lines. lines. Two lines, yeah. As you wish... And he's no good to me dead. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Which they went back and redid when the prequels came out. They took the guy who did the voice, who was Django. And, and the clones. And the clones. And he redid those two lines. Oh, God. For the, for the re-release of yep. Return of the Jedi. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. You guys want to talk about some game news? Yeah, we haven't talked about video games yeah, yet. Sure. Yeah. Surprisingly. Mirror's Edge's sequel that, they've, that EA's been kind of teasing around that they're working on it yeah for a long time finally the first game was great oh yeah i love that game um for people who don't know what mirror's edge was mirror's edge was kind of like this puzzle-esque action game where you're you're basically doing parkour free running on rooftops and whatnot in the first person in the first person yeah Yeah. it was Uh, a first person game more about running and jumping and getting to your destination than it was about shooting oh yeah i mean the ad there was some, but not a whole lot. Mostly kick this guy in the face, keep running. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. it's visually a very interesting game. Like, there's a lot of white with starks of red. It's mm-hmm. very much a, it's a very artsy puzzle visual game. So they're doing a sequel? Yeah, and it has a date on it now. It's going to come out next year. Oh, wow. Which is better than the nebulous someday. Of, say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you see them trying to add more to, like, the story of it, or are they just going to you know, so, run to this thing and do the thing? I remember seeing teasers of it before. It seemed like they were going to add some story because it showed, like, the main character getting her iconic black tattoo around her eye. and Yeah, there wasn't much story in the first one. Yeah, it was a oppressive government, and you're basically a parcel runner running things that the government doesn't want you to run. So you're Johnny Mnemonic? Kinda, but female. No, I just want to make a Johnny Mnemonic reference. And with a messenger bag instead of... uh, His brain? uh, His brain that only holds like a terabyte or something. (laughs) I like that movie. It was less than a terabyte. No, yeah, it was like nothing. Yeah. By by today's standards, it was like nothing. Like 52 megs or something like that. It's like like Keanu Reeves. Okay, I believe that. Well, you got to think about the time that movie was made. You know, that was a, a big yeah. amount of storage. I like that terrible movie. Oh, yeah. It's awful. I, I do love it, though. Yeah. I like William Gibson, though. It's based mm-hmm. off of one of his stories. Right, right. But uh, it's a sequel to a game that I will play. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's And it's a different game, and we need more different games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of uh, Shades of Brown shooters yeah. with chest-high walls. And it's I always like seeing a first-person game that is not about shooting. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, love it's, I think that's an under underutilized thing. Yeah. I like Portal. I mean, so that's technically shooting, but you're not technically shooting anyone. Oh, we could have a we could have a conversation all day on whether or not Portal's a shooting game or not. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I just like games that challenge me like mentally. Yeah. You know, how am I going to solve this puzzle? What is yeah. the best way to solve this puzzle? That's why I like point and click adventure games so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of sequels, or kind of, I guess, uh, you were telling me before the show that uh, the guy who did Castlevania is uh, doing like a spiritual sequel kind of thing. Yeah, Koji Igarashi, the guy who 
he's not the creator of Castlevania, but he's the creator of the modern Castlevania. Ah, uh, okay. He's okay. the guy behind Symphony Symphony of the Night. It's hard to say. I love Symphony of the Night. Um, is teasing and hinting around that he's going to do a Kickstarter and kind of do a spiritual successor to Castlevania. Oh, interesting. Kind of like uh, Keiji Inafune and Mighty Number no. 9. Right, yeah. This, this is the Mighty Number no. 9 of Castlevania games is what it sounds like. Well, that's cool. You know, I I enjoy Castlevania. Yeah, I mean, I, I've missed Castlevania. We were spoiled with Castlevanias back on the DS. We'd get one every year or yeah, year right. and a half. Yeah, And it's been a long time since we've had a good one. I was about to say, it's better than those... Uh... 3D ones they yeah, brought the, out. The Mercury Steam, I think, is the company that did them. Those crappy. Oh yeah, those are pretty. God, sla- those, God of War knockoff Castlevania yeah, slashers. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. So let's take everything that people like about Castlevania, throw it out, and make God of War with a whip. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I'll tell you, I've been thinking about this a lot with the advent of like Kickstarter and more or less famous people getting on Kickstarter to, to fund new projects. Mm-hmm. It's really changed the scope of gaming, where it used to be if you wanted to make games or something, you had to be part of a studio and not really get a say in what you want to make. Yeah, you had to make a particular kind of game. Like, yeah. it, it had to be a big budget. Like, yeah. you couldn't make a 2D game anymore because people would tell you people aren't going to buy 2D games. Right. But now with you know the advent of the internet and everything and the, the this connected culture we have nowadays, I feel like artistically minded people can actually fulfill themselves and doing mm-hmm. what they want to do and i think that's great yeah well, it's like like a ukulele yeah exactly yeah. like nobody makes 3d platformers anymore because apparently they thought they wouldn't sell but then ukulele starts their kickstarter and they make a million dollars in 40 minutes four, yeah yeah or like shoot look at uh look at chroma squad you just wrote a review of it on the website that was a kickstarter and i mean it is a it is a turn-based strategy rpg based around power rangers you would think there would be like no major market for that, and yet, yeah, it's, what? it's it incredibly phenomenal. Yeah, it did phenomenally well, and it was a really good game. It's a fantastic game. Yeah, check out that review, nerdoverload.com. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, in a corporate setting, that game would never get made. Oh no, the suits would be like power. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why Turn, do- turn-based strategy? No. It, this is not shooting from the first person. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why does this look like uh, old old sprites? Why isn't it not you know polygonal in three D? You know why we're not getting actors in motion cap suits? Yeah, yeah, right. But no, I think I. You know what? I, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Kickstarters are really, you know, good. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad. I, I feel like I don't. You know, I, it's kind of hard for me. You know, I have you know a limited expendable income, but I I love the fact that there are people out there that are excited about things and go, hey, I like the idea of this. Mm-hmm. You know, let's try to make it happen. Like like Mighty Number no. Nine. I really want to play that. I do too. If I it ever gets, if it ever gets dollars, if it ever it. gets done. It would be nice. It would be nice if it ever finished. Again, that September. September. Yeah, he's getting close. That is the that is the double edged sword with Kickstarter. It may or may not happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, how many? Raise your hand. How many people have gotten burnt on Kickstarter? Sitting here. I I have not. I have not donated anything to Kickstarter. Ooh, so. I have. I got burnt. I kind of felt a little burnt by Double Fine Adventure because it took so long. Yeah. Do you Do you remember the guy who did the online game Super Mario Crossover? Yes, that's a fun game. That was a fun game. He was going to make a um, a license-free version of it. Like, he was going to go through and change the sprites and make an actual game. Make, create original levels, and he did a, he put up a modest Kickstarter. And I, you know, I only threw like five bucks into it, so I don't feel as burnt. But the game never came out. They squandered all the money. 
they never did any development on the game and that people are just out that cash. Yeah, and they just canceled it. And they just, just canceled, canceled, it. canceled it's it. It's done. Yeah. So that's, you know, $5 that you'll never see again. I'll never see again, which I mean, again, $5 it's a negligible amount. It's just, you know, the idea that, you know, you you back something like that and get totally burnt yeah. on it. It's know? a it's a gamble. It is. There's a couple games that I've backed that I haven't that haven't just aren't done yet. Yeah, the Shantae Half Genie Hero, it's not done, and I don't even think it has a date on it. And uh, what's is the guy the guys that did Cthulhu Saves the World? Oh, okay, those guys. Oh, uh, Z Boy, yeah. Z Boy. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. I backed their new one, uh, Cosmic Star Heroine, and mm-hmm. I don't know when that's coming out. I have no idea. Yeah, well, that's that's the other thing. You know, you start these developers, they get you know they get way more money than they asked for. They start getting great grand ideas of everything else that they want to add into the game and that adds more time to the project and sometimes it adds too much scope to it you know yeah. what i mean and yeah they get feature creep where they just keep adding features and uh-huh. features and features yeah yeah there was one that i almost backed it was uh the guy the people who made um uh city of heroes city of villains did a game city of titans or something like that uh-huh. and uh i'm thankful i didn't back it because it was supposed to be out six months ago and it, they just keep adding features and adding features, and it's never it's never going to get yeah. done. I'm going to throw this out there: be very aware of backing anything that's an MMO. Yes, because it's just it's way too much work and way too much money to make an MMO. It it's not it's kind of a pie in the sky thing. Like yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you need a big business to back oh, yeah. you for an everyone MMO. wants to be the next World of Warcraft. Guess what? No one's pulled it off yet. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, people have thrown millions and millions of dollars at games to try and have the next Warcraft, and it hasn't happened. So yeah, guess what? Warcraft's <laughs> still going. They have a formula that works, and people seem to like it. Mm-hmm. You know, got all these other MMOs that ever come out, and some have grand ideas, but then everyone's hot for a minute, and then everyone's gone. And then yeah. guess what? Your paid per month subscription game is now free to play with a uh, with a, with a, with a, a, a cash store. Boy, that sounds like you're a little bitter there, buddy. <laughs> well, there are lots of games that I really liked that I wish would have yeah. panned out better. What yeah. about that pirate one that you guys were hot into there? Oh, Arch Age? I haven't touched that. I keep thinking either. about it. I keep thinking about going back, but I well, never that did. one's that one's kind of hard. That one's really, really tough to get into. Yeah. And there's a lot of um, micromanagement and whatnot within that one. It was really innovative. Though, oh, it is. It, really it has some great different. ideas, but it's one of those you know Korean esque kind of MOs. It's, it's it's tough, especially when you're a free-to-play player. Yeah, they keep you from owning land. Oh, it's real. It's you're basically a second-class citizen. <laughs> you, oh, pre- you pretty much are. <laughs> wow. You can only farm on like public farms that they set up, and you only get like ten labor points a day or something yeah. like that. It's... Whereas if you pay, that you just—I had more labor points than I knew how to do with. I was a subscriber for like a month, and they, they just keep—they just keep adding, giving you labor points while you're logged off. So you come back and you have like a bazillion. Wow. Guess what? Wow. I could mine I could mine ten things, chop down maybe ten trees, and then I just sit and wait for my points to regenerate. <laughs> it was awful. I think I think part of that's why I I kinda just yeah. didn't I think you gave me some stuff once so I could sell for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um know, there's, there's lots of games I just wish would have happened better. Uh mm-hmm. there's Pirates of the Burning Sea, which was a really neat MMO and nothing really that, that died out, burned out quick. Not that Old Republic is doing bad, but it'd be cool if it was doing better because I really like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it, too. I've been playing that a lot. And... Uh, Star Trek Online. Yeah. 
It's a great game. The ship yeah. combat is amazing. I think it's it's a little too complicated and a little too like fetch questy. But but it had a lot of great ideas and probably the best yeah, like it's the best ship combat of any MMO I've ever played. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what more can you really say about, you know, Kickstarter and backing games and things? Yep, yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. You know what? I actually think we're about at our time. So, uh, again, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for listening. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us on Facebook at or Nerd Overload website. Yeah, that's right. And on Twitter at nerd underscore overload. Yep, and I think we mentioned it earlier in the show, but our email address is staff at nerdoverload.com. If you have any questions, comments, Anything for us? You want to yell at us for dissing on DC movies <laughs> yeah, all the right. time? Yeah. Uh, send it that way. Again, if you're in the Marion area and you have a question for us that gets picked, we will give you a free uh, dozen of Andrew's pastry donuts. So you know. And if you're out of the area, I'll give you a Steam key for the game Lovely Planet. There you go. Perfect. All right. So uh, until next week, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. This show was sponsored in part by... Replays, gameware, movies, and more, and Creative Foundations.